0: Hello and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, joining us here on the show. Kerbs, you excited to announce more games against the Arizona Coyotes. I am still just <laughs>
2: excited that unlike some of the teams, we uh, still have games to announce. So I, I think got- listen, I think you look at it right now, don't you? Like you I mean, if, if you're Craig Berube and you want to create a sense of urgency. At, at, at least try to don't you look and say guys we're going to attack this like it's a seven game playoff series and we're down three games to one now i mean i i, I love the opportunity that it presents but that it, it is it it's both crazy fortunate and i guess if you come across the on the losing side of it unfortunate the way this is working out right now for the blues and the coyotes but at
0: least something is working out, I guess. So, Curbs, the Blues have lost nine of the last 13 games that they've played against Arizona. I'm going to ask you a hypothetical question to kind of project forward into the playoffs real quick. If I told you that the Blues could choose right now to either face the Coyotes in the playoffs or one of Colorado or Vegas, which one do you think they would choose? Coyotes. Really? Why? Why? well the other two teams are much
2: much deeper i know i know the coyotes have had the blues numbers here a little bit but some of these games they've all been pretty close i mean the the last two games if the blues win the special teams by a battle in the last two games we're talking about having only lost one of of these games against the coyotes maybe so if if that if not being on a four game win streak against them so i just if you're going to give me the choice over those those first uh In the first round series, I'm going to go ahead and take the coyotes. I know they've had the number, but the blues are just deeper. Put the added intensity and the added, uh, and the, I guess the added microscope of the playoffs on it, and uh, I'll save those other two for a round two
1: or round three. Curb, since you brought up the, the special teams and the power play, Craig Berube was on the fast lane yesterday and gave a really good example of just kind of what's going on right now with this unit, and he says that, look, you got three different guys on that number one unit that weren't here last year. And Peron, I played it on the pregame show the other night talking about how he was used to having that right-handed shot at the blue line, and now it's been Tori Krug do you still have faith that this power play is going to turn things around and be effective for the St. Louis?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, you're 12 games in, it's a 56 game season. I don't think you're going to look at the talent that the St. Louis blues have and go, this is a hopeless situation. So I, I really do. I know they were working on it again today. I was encouraged by the last game and just how things went. I mean, you had 10 shots on goal on, on your power plays. That's a good number. And so They're continuing to work on more traffic in the middle. I like the fact that Oscar Sunquist has earned that chance to to get an opportunity there. So, you know, look, like I said, I think uh, the power play probably could have won you two of those last two games. The penalty kill easily could have done the same in that last game. So, um, you know, special teams is, is the battle right now. I think you have to be encouraged by five on five. Even statistically, the Blues are playing as one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. The fact that with some of the new uh the new players, some of the injuries, some of the the whole factor that goes in there, it's not overly surprising that the special teams, both power play and penalty killing, are struggling. It is that they're struggling to the level that they are, but not that there are struggles that go on it. So um I'm actually um you know, I saw them today in practice working on it defensively kind of defending exactly what Arizona has done when they've been on the power play, treating it almost like a playoff series, right? Cause you know, you're going to get these guys the next three games. So um, I, I'm, I'm still very confident on the special teams, but I think what it does show you Alex too, is if you're going to have to choose one and you wanted to choose a better power play or a better penalty kill, you take the penalty kill 10 days out of 10, I mean, you, you take, you take the penalty killing. You know, and, and and if in the end, the power play might just even power play will sneak in a goal or two and might just even help you kill some clock. But, man, if you have a bad penalty kill like the Blues are struggling with right now, it just impacts
0: your overall play and can impact your five-on-five play, too. Voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, what would you think of Justin Falk on the power play?
2: Oh, I loved it. Listen, this guy, I think since he came into the league, uh, I, I think he's fourth amongst defensemen in, in, in goals scored on the power play. It's a position that he's had. It's what he did with the Carolina Hurricanes, and the way he's going right now, he just has the confidence of shooting the puck, Brandon. So I, I like the fact that he was on there. I mean, I think in that one power play, he ripped three consecutive shots in a row when mm-hmm. the puck came right back to him. So I, uh, I I love the fact that they did that. And that's listen. This is what the Blues have: is they have those kind of options and they have the option where you don't have to do the four forward one defenseman thing that has become such a popular thing in the national hockey league. You, you really can do the, you know, two defensemen if you need it. And you know, whether it be like and even today when they were practicing some of the power play stuff mixed in with some penalty kill work, it was done in Krug. And you know, I, I think the, the ultimate key for me, Brandon, really comes down to this. I, I think you need a right-handed shot on the left side. You need a left-handed shot on the right side and everybody has to start thinking one-timers and shoot the puck. And, you know, I, I just – teams are too good with their sticks and the goaltenders are too quick that if you've got a left-handed shot on the left side for that puck to come across to him, now the guy's got to catch it, reload, and basically fire it, and then you've got to beat a goalie one-on-one. That's so much harder to do versus one-timing it. And, and use, use Alex Ovechkin. He's got that right-handed shot. You know where his office is. And he's got the ability to beat a goalie straight up, anyway. But um, to, to me, to me, when they start to switch around, where they get the, you know, the, the the righty on the left, the lefty on the right, and somebody straight away that can pass the puck to him um is when this power play is able to rip it like they did in the last game
1: curbs i know we're a couple of days away before of course that matchup against arizona on friday but i saw earlier today at practice mikola was kind of on the outside of that six pair in what have you thought of of the young defenseman's last couple of games and do you think that craig Bruby might be looking to juggle it up once again
2: yeah you know what i didn't i wasn't i didn't see that part of the skate um it wouldn't overly surprise me. You know, you've got some assuredness. If you go with Ortuzo and you go with Gunnarsson, uh, you give Mikola a chance to get a breather. I haven't seen anything I haven't liked, to be honest with you. I think if uh, you could be overly critical and a little nitpicky, but for someone that, that only played five games in the National Hockey League and he's come in and he's played six or seven in a row now, and Craig Berube is putting him out there on the penalty kill, I mean, it, they trusted him enough to put him out there in the final minute of that game the yeah. other night you know, with the way he was playing, that's got to tell you something. So, no, I think, I think Nico Mikola, who um, has stepped up, he's proven he can be a part of this team. And uh, again, look, how many times have we talked about this, Alex, when it comes to the forwards, right? right. Is somebody going to, is somebody going to put some pressure on the other forwards, make the coach keep you in the lineup, you know, and, and that's what Nico Mikola has done. He waited, the chance was there. They pull him off the taxi squad. He goes into the game and he plays six or seven in a row. I think he's been really, really good and, de- and and is developing well for the
0: Blues. He's the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber. You can follow him on Twitter, at Chris Kerber. You'll hear him on the call. Once again, Blues versus Coyotes coming up on Friday night. Pre-game coverage with Alex Ferrario begins at 7 o'clock. Kerbs, you're the best man. Always appreciate the time. We'll talk with you again soon.
2: All right, guys. Have yourself a great rest of the week and a good weekend. Talk
0: yeah, to you same, a little later. Same to you. That is Chris Kerber on 101 ESPN. Did you know, I was just looking this up, because he, he, he was talking about how he'd rather be good on the penalty kill than good on the power play, which I think is interesting. Do you know the Blues lead the NHL right now in power play opportunities? Mm-hmm. They are number one in the league. They've had 77 power play opportunities. Now, a lot of this is there's a lot of teams that have not played very many games so far this year. Um, but some of it is just like they, they are getting the chances. It's not that they're getting no opportunities on the power play. They just haven't been converting them so far. It's
1: crazy. And I'm with Curbs, though. I would much rather have a top penalty kill than a top power play because once you get into postseason play, those penalties are very scarce, and it's five-on-five play. But when they happen, I would much rather this team be able to kill off power plays from the opposition and score at five-on-five where they are awesome than score on the power play. And then when the other team gets one, give that goal back up. So I'm with Curbs. I would much rather have a stronger penalty kill, which I know they were working on at practice today as well.
0: By the way, you heard it there. Alex mentioned it to Curbs. If you were curious how the lines look today at Morning Skate, uh, the, the defensive pairings are really where the interest is. Krug and Falk are paired as the top defensive pairing. Gunnarsson with Pareko. And then you've got Dunn and Bortuzzo. Mikola and Wallman were the extras in the defensive pairing. Have you seen something from Mikola that would indicate that he, he might need a night off?
1: No, and I was texting with J.R. about that, and J.R. had said that. Barubi kind of made a comment about Mikola saying, like, look, he's played well. He had a tough game. He was on the ice for two goals against uh, with Arizona the, the previous game. So that may go against him. But I think more than anything, he's a younger guy. You want to sit him down and just let him watch the game for a game and put him back in. I like the idea of Gunnarsson with Pareco, more so because Dunn moves back with Bortuzzo. And that was a really solid third pairing for the blues in the postseason a couple of years ago. And Gunnarsson's that stay at home defenseman to give Pareko the opportunity to jump up into play. So I don't think they're going to keep Mikola off the, the ice in the game unless they feel like he just needs to watch for a game or two. The
0: one other thing, the fourth line, it was Clifford, De La Rose, Boganski. Uh, I like that too. I mean, I, I, I really liked what McEachern gave them the other night. I like, did too. Re- I really thought he was deserving of another opportunity.
1: I did too. I also really enjoyed Pagansky in training camp. He stuck out to me more so than any of the other taxi squad eligible players. Into to what Curbs was just talking about, BK, Who's the guy that's going to step up and say, hey, I'm not coming out of this lineup like Mikola did. McEachern, does, I think McEachern earned another night he after earned what he did in the last game. But the problem he's is he's one of their better players on the so ice. He's so inconsistent because the game prior to that sure, where he played. play. if he
0: proves he can't do it, take him yeah.
1: off well and you know what they might put mckechran in there over a guy like zach sanford who's been struggling but IBM. i i really like the idea of austin poganski because he plays a chippy style he's that guy that does what craig berube wants to do on a consistent level
0: he's alex ferrario that's tanner hendrickson i'm brandon Kylie. we will cross things over with the fast lane coming up next